How do you spot people who take advantage of who you are? I feel like for me, because I know myself and I have a standard for how I I expect to be treated, like you, um, you know, don't treat me like any any kind of way. Don't the disrespect is out of the question for me. I, I use what's called core values. My core values are safety, security, and respect. So, do they respect my core values? What up, what up, people, man? Um, this is your boy, Ike, man, and you're back on another episode of the Successful Moguls Podcast, where we bring on people who are winning on the game um, so they can share clues and tips on how they built it. I know you're going to learn something. So we have no other but, um, none other but Mr. Fortnut, a friend, a sister, a queen, a boss lady and Miss Real Reels. When it comes to the truth, <laughs> she's the truth. Just so y'all know, what's up, what's up, sir? What's How you up? doing, I'm man? I'm so happy to be here. I'm like hugging. Oh. <laughs> I'm so happy to be here. Yeah, tell me, um, Sarah. Yes. I I just want to tell you guys something. I usually mess up the name, but I think I said the name wrong. Did I say it wrong this time? You again? did, and it's okay. But I, I, no, I, I tried no, to we gotta get past this name issue. Fontenelle. 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 I said Miss Sarah Fontenelle. Because it's spelled with a T, so it makes sense why you said Fontenot. No, I didn't say Fontenot. I said Fontenelle, but, but you said Fontenelle. Fontenelle. Three syllables. Three syllables, guys. Fontenelle. Three syllables. Fontenelle. Yes. Okay, cool. All right, cool. Tell me, tell me what's going on. What's going on with you? Man, living life in all of the things. I am officially getting situated inside of Atlanta. I still have my place in LA, but it's crazy because I still don't have all my furniture. I don't have my dining room set. My couch just got there. I'm still waiting on tables and it's accessorized like you wouldn't believe. And that part is fun, but the whole no furniture thing, it, ugh, sheesh, it's been a struggle. Other than that, life is great. It's grand. I thought, I thought you said you wanted to do by coastal. I am. I still have my place in LA. Oh, you still have your place in LA? Yeah. It's not like you're leaving California. No, far. not yet. Not yet. But why Atlanta, though? I love Atlanta because, and you know, but for those of you that don't know, mm -hmm. um, I've been semi-retired now over three years. And so She's it's- talking about retirement. She ain't 50, just so y'all know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've been semi-retired. And so I feel like back home in California, my life is very much Pilates and facials and manicures and brunches. And it's a very chill lifestyle. And when I started coming out to Atlanta every month and getting around the energy and seeing you and all of the whole circle that I was around, I was like, oh, I am so not going hard enough. So I got <laughs> excited and that energy, it totally rubbed off on me. And I was like, okay, well, I like to be in the trenches, but I also still like my laid back lifestyle. And so now I just get to operate from want instead of need, which is really beautiful. But um, it's been really cool being inside of Atlanta, the relationships that I have, the friends that I'm building new relationships with, gotcha. the, the, the energy inside of the space. And it all just feels amazing. My next question would be, everybody sounds like everything is all rosy and good. In Atlanta? Yes. No. But the truth of it, listen, if you want to make a fair comparison, how would you rate Atlanta entrepreneurs, I'm not even talking about your friends, just the whole scenery, compared to entrepreneurs in L.A.? 
Oh, it's very different in L.A. L.A. is very much like you have to. So Atlanta, I feel like anyone can come here from any walk of life and be successful. It like like this, like literally people can almost sell their popularity here, which is fine. Like get in where you fit in. No shame in anybody's game. Do whatever works for you. But in L.A., you have to have a solid, longstanding result in order to be inside of certain rooms. And so for me, you know, I'm in a lot of those rooms and it's a different feel. But I do like that. In Atlanta, you know, it, it almost doesn't matter where you come from or if you haven't been doing it for 10 years. It's like, you know, if you get around the right people in that right environment, like some of my friends here, you immediately, it's like you're rich by association. And then people buy into you being rich by association. And then now all of a sudden you're the guru. Okay. And I think that people sometimes in Atlanta um, milk that for all that it's worth, which can be good and bad if they don't have the actual information and the results. It, can, it it depends because some people really have um, solid results that yeah. they are selling. Yeah. And then other people, again, are selling lifestyle and popularity. Exactly. So you just have to be careful in who it is that you're going to follow. Just so you all know, the reason why we created this podcast, where we actually access real successful moguls, especially in this side of town, so we can vet them, bring them to you all, and if you find them on this show, then they're genuine, just so you know. <laughs> and this is one of the real, real people, just so you know. Yes. Now, what is wealth like in L.A.? I, I, can, I, I, I don't know. I've never lived in California. I've been back and forth, um, but not as frequently as I should be, so I can't really say I've mingled around money or wealthy people around there. Mm-hmm. I just feel like, in my opinion, I might be wrong, just feel like people make $100,000 in Atlanta and call themselves rich. Oh, yeah. I've experienced that. I've definitely experienced that. Do you really quantify that as being rich enough? Not for me, but for someone, yes. You know, I, I feel like um, I feel like there's... So you know me. I talk all about self-love. I'm very much about belief and mindset. And so I'm never going to tell someone what they should shoot for if it's outside of what they actually want. Gotcha. You know, so for me, you know, $100,000 for somebody could be like, I've made it. I'm present with my family. I can go on the one vacation I want to go on a year. We have decent cars. Maybe they're even foreign. You know, you, that might be the life for you. But for what I want out of my life, I desire... I desire to be a massively large contribution on the planet, which means $100,000 you can run through in a weekend, realistically. You know, I want to provide clean water sources. I'm excited to build hospitals and schools, and I want to do things that mean something to me, which is bigger than myself. So $100,000 wouldn't be enough. A million dollars isn't enough. $10 million, you know? Yeah, Yeah, for what what I'm excited about doing on the planet. I will say, though, the difference between wealth in L.A. is it's not as loud. And I feel like in Atlanta, I can tell who's new to money and who's been here before, you know, because there's a different energy. And again, there's no right or wrong. Get in where you fit in. Do what makes you happy. You know, I'm not here to judge anybody. It's just an observation that it's very... Obvious. It's Yeah. Yeah. Who's new and who's not, you know, who's been here before and who hasn't. So um, before we get to your story, mm-hmm. because I believe you like your glory is in your story. Yes. But um, so how have you been able to navigate just knowing who to work with, mm. who to collaborate with, mm. and uh, what's 
connects you want to create out here? Yeah. So I feel like I've learned through trial and error and it's always a trial and error because sometimes people will portray themselves to be a certain way. And it's like, oh my goodness, we are tribe. We are, we are the same person. We, yeah. we got the same values, but then that sometimes can turn into maybe that's not necessarily who they are. Right. And so I don't wrong or shame myself for wanting to experience a new collaboration with someone that seemed a certain way. And I also don't wrong or shame myself for being like, this ain't it, you know, and it's not that something is good or bad or right or wrong. It's that, is it in alignment with what I want to have? Like when I'm associated to things, because whoever we are associated with, it's like we stamp the approval on that person. We're literally, and they stamp their approval on me. It's like, you're, you're telling the world, this is how to treat me, how that person gets treated. This is how you should treat me this way. You should talk to me this way. And that may not be in alignment with what it is that we actually want. So I have had some really great collaborations out here already. And I've had some, you know, collaborations that certainly served their purpose. And I'm so grateful that I'm not a part of them anymore. So I feel like they're, again, and maybe I'm, everyone says I'm so politically correct or whatever, (laughs) but I've just learned like real talk. Like I I get in where you fit in, you know, and I think the key to it is self-awareness because there are too many people that just let life take them wherever they're going instead of choosing the destination and going. And um, I'm not here to say whether anyone does something right or wrong. No, no. But I know when it ain't in alignment with me, you know? So awareness is the key. Awesome. I mean, speaking of awareness and intent, let's Uh get back to your story. At what point in your life, what event, Mm -hmm. who did you come in contact with that changed the direction you were going with your life to bring you to a place where you feel like you've you've found a path to fulfillment Mm. and what age were you? Oh my gosh. That is such a loaded question. (laughs) (sighs) Okay. So first of all, I think that I just want to say for people that are listening to this podcast and they're, they're, they're new to entrepreneurship and they may not be successful yet, I always say it doesn't matter where you start because I'm from Regina, Saskatchewan, Canada. Yes. We can't say the name I just so you all right, know. Okay? Well, I've never tried that to say. It's where, where I'm from, okay? We'll give you the spelling so you can find it on the map. <laughs> people are like, why don't they say Regina? Because that's not what it's called. Regina, Saskatchewan, Canada. And, um, you know, growing up, I thought that success meant doctor lawyer, engineer, or entertainment. Mm -hmm. And I knew I didn't want to be an engineer. My mom is actually an engineer. Um, I I can't be a doctor because everything makes me queasy. I'm like, blood. Oh, it's (laughs) over. It's over. Everyone is sick. I'm dying. Um, And then I was like, oh, a lawyer. High key. I can debate, right? But then I counted the costs. Lesson, count the costs, y'all, of what it is. I'm not interested in learning about what I'm not interested in. So when I counted the costs of law, I was like, I'm not interested in reading rules and regulate. I don't even, I barely even follow rules and regulations, gotcha. you know, like I'm very much creative. Your- yeah. Like yeah. do what makes sense for you. You know, I probably might get in trouble for saying that. I don't care. Um, and so I was like <laughs> entertainment. I love to sing, act and dance. That's my thing. And so I ended up moving to Los Angeles by myself when okay. I was 20 years old. Mm. And so I say that to say the first person that really gave me hope and the pivot inside of defining who I am and really, or I should say the people really fostered that spirit inside of me were my parents. Um, 
My dad ruptured a disc in his back when I was 10 years old. We went from a two-family income household to one. My mom, um, at that time when I was about 10 years old, my mom had a full-time job. She was getting her master's in engineering. All of us kids, my parents love each other way too much, and my dad's injury plus her own life. There's eight of us in total. So your dad, your dad is, it's a whole tribe out here. <laughs> that is a tribe tri- giver. Right, right. <laughs> we maker. got a starting lineup and a bench, okay? <laughs> and I'm sorry, I'm sorry, daddy. Here. I just have to. Like, it is what it is. It you, is what it you're is. You're the reals. Right. <laughs> so it was, it was, um, it was a struggle. And I, I remember growing up, you know, I've always been kind of a rebel at heart. And my parents now, they laugh about the story. They say when I was growing up, because I, I, I've always fiercely believed in what I've believed in. And so I have, haven't always been, um, um, necessarily easy to uh, manipulate or easy to tell what to do. Like my mom has always been like, be a critical thinker, you know, think for yourself. And I really took that to heart. So when I was a baby or when I was young, my dad used to be like, can we kill her? Can we just kill her? Let's just toss her somewhere. You know, like, let's just get rid of her. And they would joke and they say now, you know, Sarah, we had to be careful with you because we knew that we had to discipline you, but we never wanted to break that spirit. Yeah, the spirit of wanting to get it. Yes. Yeah. So I'm, I'm so grateful that my parents really fostered the spirit of, because inside of being stubborn and being a critical thinker and being someone that doesn't go with the masses that's not a follower those are really strong leadership qualities right those are really strong and like if you are ambitious or successful those are some of the qualities that you're going to need right and so that by far is the first thing so when I moved to Los Angeles even though my parents and myself I cried um my dad was like, I'm not worried. And my mom was like, I'm sending angels of protection. I know my baby's going to be okay because I've always been and had that spirit of, I'm not just going to do what you say. I, I have questions, you know? And so num- that was number one. And then I will say that getting into acting, everything happens for a reason and God is so good. Uh, oh my goodness. Yes. I, I'm so grateful because I love acting. I love the art of acting. I'm actually doing some fun acting stuff right now, but I, I hated the industry. Like I was like, I'm, I don't like this industry at all. Why? Um, because it's dark and there's a lot of, you, you know, it's like being in the, when you know the real behind, and it's every circle, right? <laughs> when you know the real of it, it's like, I didn't want to deal with those things. And there are so many different, um, there's so much that goes into it. And I'm like, can't you just hire me because I'm great at doing what I'm doing? You know, mm-hmm. I went to school for it, all of those cool things. Um, anyway, I say that to say that I ended up quitting acting and I slipped and fell into entrepreneurship. And So acting mm-hmm. basically made you move to LA. Yep. That was the choice. Yep. Okay, cool. Yep. Good I went, to, I got into a school. I got into a theater academy, actually. Gotcha. And um, it was, it changed my life. And I'm so grateful because that gave me a lot of discipline and a lot of the things that I needed. Uh, and then that actually had me fall into a, a pageant. I was in the Miss California pageant. Mm-hmm. All the things. Did you get a crown? Uh, I did really well, but no, I did Golly, not win. Was our crown, I man. did not. I did not. Just so win. y'all know, she's a queen. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. This is true. Um, so I, but what's great is I saw a girl, right? And when we were there, we kind of became friends. And I saw her, and then six weeks later, I saw her again. And we both, for being in a pageant, needed to lose weight. And um, the next time I saw her six weeks later, she looked like a Barbie doll. And I was like, first of all, what drugs are you taking? Because surgery does not heal this fast. Yeah. And you're not bruised anywhere. Like, what, what is actually happening? And she's like, come work out with me. I was like, I don't want your workout. 
I want your drugs, okay? And she was like, she's like, no, come work out with me. And it took a while. I ended up going to this workout. And that was actually how I fell into my first endeavor inside of health and wellness. And um, that was over 10 years ago. And it changed my life. So I've had a lot of mentors. I still have mentors, both living and non obviously like Jim Rohn. And uh, there's a lot of different people that I've, that I've learned from, you know, that have absolutely put the principles of success inside of me. Yes. Yes. So um, long story short, there have been so many different pivots inside of my life. Um, You know, I I started in network marketing. I built to the top 1.6% of the company. I took the lessons, the tools, the strategies. I started doing high ticket one-on-one coaching, which turned into premium ticket one-on-one coaching. Mm. I have a mindset motivation t-shirt line. I'm an investor. I'm a philanthropist. I'm an author. I have online courses. I'm an international speaker. Like I've spoken in Iceland and Sweden and, you know, all of the, so I I mean, I've done all of the, all of the things. (laughs) I've done all of the things. And I think right now um, I'm in a space of I'm working on a patent and I'm really excited for that. And that's my billion dollar exit strategy. And I'm talking awesome. netting over a billion. And, um, you know, after that, I'm, I'm, I'm also really excited about starting a family because I, I think, too, for women especially for my successful entrepreneurial yeah. women, a lot of the times there's almost like shame or like a wronging for wanting we, we to start a family. We're definitely going to get into yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And I just feel like you get to you get to create the life that you want. And I finally, like with pride and joy, and I don't judge me if you want to, like I'm excited to also experience that part of life because I've done all the achievement things and achievement doesn't keep you warm at night, you know? Because gotcha. so, um, those are external and not internal. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. It's mm-hmm. not a fulfillment. Mm-hmm. And there's so many people that are successful monetarily. But for me, success is when you mentally, emotionally, spiritually, physically, financially, and energetically yeah. are happy with where you are. Those are bas- the basic pillar points. You want to take it again? Physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, financial, and energetic. You heard it on this show. <laughs> <laughs> Cool. I love that. Yeah. Now, so now before we get into how you navigate through life, just being a woman who's worked hard for the things that you've achieved yeah. over the years, mm-hmm. let's talk about the failures. What What are some of the ventures that you got into that you're looking back in hindsight, you're like, wow, that was a learning. Um, how long we got? <laughs> No, this whole podcast could be how I have failed, you, 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 okay? You know why I like to talk about it? Because I feel like everybody, success leaves clues, yes. Mm-hmm. And um, there are habits that will pick up along the way while we evolve as entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the number one instinct every entrepreneur should have is just the spirit to want to solve problems. It starts with your service and your products. But beyond that, you're going to face a lot of hurdles on the way. Yes. And you have to learn how to navigate through them solving problems as you go. Yes. And getting smarter. Yes. And I honestly feel like we don't talk a lot about those failures. And that's why people want this overnight success. Yeah. We tell people it's easy. It's simple. But at the end of the day, they still have to go through their own stories and their own journey. Yeah. So I like to highlight some of those down moments that you felt like quitting. Oh my goodness. I I feel like entrepreneurship doesn't even start until you want to quit. Like when you are fed up and you have had it and you're like, I want to throw my business in the trash, (laughs) 
that's consider that the starting point. Yeah. You know, when everything is just gumball drops and lollipops, like you're in honeymoon phase. It's like a relationship. It's all perfect in the beginning, but it takes work, you know, intentional and effort, you know, work and effort. So for me, I mean, sheesh, I feel like every time we make the decision to do something great, adversity comes up. So as an example, when I first started, I was living in Hollywood, California, mm. and my mentor was in Torrance, California. And this is back when I was calling my mom every month saying, can you please help me pay my rent? This is when I was digging in the couch to find change so I could put $3 on pump five. Not because I was in a rush, but because that was literally all the money that I had, right? And so I was struggling to to get to... a torrent, which is a 45-minute drive each way with no traffic in L.A. There's never no traffic, right? So I... Um I was doing that six days a week. I was going to my mentor because I knew that success does not come to me. I had to go to it. But that car that I used to curse, the gas gauge was pointing downward. It used to squeak on every block. It was like, <laughs> like you literally heard me coming from like down the street. You had a sound effect oh, car. Oh, <laughs> I did. It was horrible. I hated that car. Her name was Get because she was ghetto. I hated have, you it. You should have driven ghetto to oh my god everything you to Dre Studio maybe oh, you would have blown up so ter- started from the bottom now we here okay <laughs> it was so terrible and it's funny because that car that I used to curse so lesson be careful what you curse in your life because whatever you curse God could take it away and sometimes you don't understand what level of a blessing it is yeah. until you don't have it anymore That's and true. so that car crashed itself yes I was driving on the freeway don't ask me any questions that's just how it happened and and I had a choice. I had to say, what? You said don't ask oh, me. Oh, yeah, no don't ask me no questions. This is how it happened, okay? And so I had a choice. Like I could go to my mentor on the bus. Actually, it was two buses and a train, two and a half hours one way, three hours ride back to go learn and rub shoulders with success. Or I could say, well, maybe this is God saying, I'm not supposed to do this. Maybe this is that sign showing me that this just isn't for me. Maybe everyone was right. I should go get a job. No, maybe this is God saying, how bad do you really want it? And so I had all of these different perspectives and thoughts inside of my brain. Like everyone that told me, go get a job. I was like, no, I don't think you understand. And this is what it goes back to awareness. It's so important to know the kind of person that you are. I personally thrive under pressure. Like, I mean, crippling pressure is when I show out. Sometimes other people, like, so what I'm saying is I didn't have to have a job, right? I will figure it out. Your back against the wall, it's time for you to try to... Oh, I'm fighting all the way out. The only thing that can stop me at this point is death. You know what I mean? You might slow me down, you know, and that's everybody. The only thing that can stop any of us is death. You might get slowed down, but those things aren't, they're not eternal, right? So they're not forever. So I say that to say that if you have a job, there's nothing wrong with having a job. Know the kind of person you are. You can thrive inside of entrepreneurship and have a job. You can thrive inside of entrepreneurship and not have a job. Whatever makes the most sense for you when you have real life responsibilities, if you cripple under pressure, then keep your job. And there's nothing wrong with that. As, as Storm Leroy says, he says, your job is your first business partner. Yeah. They're going to give you the money to make sure that you can actually fund your dream. Yeah. Right. So um, anyway, back to the story. I took two buses and a train um, to get me back. And during that, I got robbed at the bus station. There were so many different stories that I had where I was like, God, I know you say that you give your strongest battles to your toughest soldiers, 
but surely you got the wrong person. I'm not this strong. Mm. Like this is this is the lesson for them down the street. This can't. Po- you're at the wrong house, God. This is this is the wrong place. Surely you've messed up. Like sure. Like in my mind, these are the things that I was thinking because it didn't make any sense to me. Mm that so many things were happening. But I, I learned, and when we shift our, I have these life mantras that I say, even now I have life mantras, them being, uh, this is all a part of my story. It being, I was built for this. It being, things go wrong so that life can go right. It being, um, you know, all things are happening for my good, even the bad. Me having these mantras that I would say to myself at the time really helped me to get through those moments because what I've learned is, is God is preparing us for all the things that we've prepared, that we, that we're asking for. Yeah. And if you want high level. Are we really asking for everyone has been wheeled into our DNA? Yes. We just need to go get it. Yes. Yeah. Period. Mm-hmm. So now I know it's like, oh, okay. Every time things get hard, I'm like, ah, it's time for me to level up. And yes, it sucks. And that doesn't mean I don't still cry about it or get upset about it. But now I take five minutes instead of five weeks or five years. Gotcha. You know, so. There's been so many things. I've failed in relate. I've been engaged twice. You know, third time's a charm. I'm not engaged right now, but you know, when it happens, (laughs) it'll happen. So I say that to say that, um, you know, you've really just got to shift the way that you look at those failures because the failures are just lessons and lessons just make us better, wiser, stronger, faster. So learn them. Don't, Don't get held back. You know, like in school, if you learn the lesson, you get to go to the next grade. If you don't, you get held back and you have to repeat that same lesson. I don't want to learn the same lesson more than once, you know? So, I mean, just to do a quick recap, the first thing is identify who you are. Yes. The second thing is have a dream. Yes. The third thing is believe that there's somebody amongst us that will speak the truth and do the work of God. So yes. somebody has to lead you, so mm-hmm. find a mentor. Mm-hmm. Number so four key. is show up and show out. Yes. Just so y'all know, I'm taking those clues. I'm listening. We're learning, and I'm trying to break it down. And number five is don't be scared to fail. Yes. And even when you fail, keep going. Yes. That just means you should put your... Put more gas. Mm-hmm. Pretty much, right? Yes. Awesome. Yes. Now, let's get to the question that a lot of people want to know. Are you dating? Yes. Awesome. I am. How do you cope with beings like me, human beings called the man? <laughs> I know why I'm asking this, because sometimes we... I mean, it's like coaches. Yes. Coaches, coaches are like, yeah, you got to get that money. You got to win. Now they give you the plug and you're making more money than them and now they spite you. Right. So usually, I'm just talking about good brothers. Let's even forget about the bad brothers right yes. now. Good brothers want to see you grow. They want to support you. They're dead. They push you every day. They probably give you the first funds to start up. Now you take off. Mm-hmm. And they see you making this amount of money because you're giving it all that you have. Right. Understanding that somebody supported you to get started and you're not going to throw it away. Right. A lot of I feel like a lot of women start out there while a, while a lot of women did it by themselves. Mm-hmm. But the bottom line is you're here now. Mm-hmm. How do you deal with the insecurities that brothers be having? Mm. Because I feel like as a race, as a people, we're either first or second generation into money. Mm-hmm. And we still don't know how to move and handle other people being equally as rich as we are, mm-hmm. even richer than we are. Mm-hmm. And... It doesn't bother me. Mm-hmm. I can say that openly, but I see a lot of energy around me and 
men are threatened. Absolutely. So how do you deal with that? I personally don't deal with that. I would not choose someone that was insecure about my success or any of the things because I also know, number one, not to get too biblical here, but I, like, you know, when you think of, I'm going to get biblical, is that okay? Yeah. And whatever you believe is what you believe. I'm not here to force anything, but this is just my personal perception of the beliefs that I have. If God took clay to make Adam, right, took clay, and it says in the Bible how God blew life into the clay in order to form Adam and then took Eve from the rib and made Eve, right? God is not in pieces. So it's not like it's a person blowing air. I believe it's God blowing God. So if God is inside of every single one of us and we don't put limits on God, why would we put limits on ourselves, right? So for me, I, um, I strongly feel as though a person has to know not just who they are, but whose they are. And I would only choose a person that's in alignment with knowing that, number one, none of us are perfect. None of us are going to get it right 1,000% of the time. But if you're over here competing with me and I'm over here competing with you, then we're against each other and not with each other. And that's not a partnership that I want. So for me, when I choose, I'm, I'm very clear. I do my absolute best across the board, mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually, financially and energetically. And I would only choose a partner that's on that same wavelength. And so, um, you know, even the person that I'm dating now, he's an incredible guy. I don't struggle with insecurity. He's not a jealous type of, you know, because I get attention or whatever that would be. He's not overbearing or insecure or in those ways. Um, But I have experienced that in the past. Even inside of partnerships, I've experienced that. It's like, why can't you be happy for the fact that when I when when I bring in whatever I bring in, we grow and it's better exactly. for both of us. Why yeah. does this have to be a competition? So even as far as like partnerships that we talked about in the beginning, collaboration, or as far as like my actual partner, I wouldn't choose someone that doesn't know who they are or whose they are. Now, I do know that, uh, you know, men do mature slower than women. Yeah. However, yeah. that is said. Yeah, for real, and for real. and I'm an old soul. I can call. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm an old soul as well. So um for me, usually I date people that are much older than I am. But in this situation, actually we're much closer in age, which is strange because I was like, I don't date young people. Like, first of all, you gotta be at least forty five years old to even have a conversation about something real because from my experience, right? And what I'm after. Um, But my- just shut down all jiggles out Oh my gosh. Uh -uh. (laughs) But I mean, that's not what's happening right now. So it's kind of like, okay, well, great. So um, yeah, I I feel like you've got to know who you are. And for me, I feel like the reason why most marriages end in divorce, like right now it's divorce central right now. Everybody's getting divorced right now. Well, do you really think so though? I, I think it's because there's no alignment. It's like, I like you, you like me. I still, I still don't believe in the stats, though. Two out of three? I mean, it's always been that. It's just that social media just has a way of showing us bad things more than good things. I feel like there's still the Steve Harvey's. I feel like there's still a bunch of people that celebrate real love mm-hmm. and not faking it. Right. But I mean, my parents are still together. Yeah, it's been so decades. I just feel like social media just... Popularity sells right now. Yeah. And um, especially the fact that, because if you, listen, if you have 2,000 super, super popular people and um, 90% of them get divorced, mm-hmm. the world sees it as mm-hmm. 
90% of the world is divorced. But mm-hmm. I'm telling you that a lot of people, middle class, lower class, rich, that are still together mm-hmm. and building a good relationship mm-hmm. regardless. I just feel like nobody tells those stories. Mm. And we're all focused on the Hollywood stories, the popular guy stories, and that's the mirror that we choose to see. Mm-hmm. I know there's something happening in the world. I'm not going to sit down here and act like shit don't go down. But the bottom line is... I still feel like it's your circle. I still feel like a lot of people still try to put stuff together, see every day, taking it a day at a time. And those are the people that I align with. Mm. Like, I'm a big fan of if you're not doing or if you haven't failed in what I want to do, I will never take advice from you. Yeah. So you, you have to, to be somebody back. who's done it. Right. And rebuilt it. <laughs> re- rebuilt it. Maybe not even or walking towards it, but you own to the fact that it all started and ended with you. Because it's easy to pass our blames onto other people or other things. Mm-hmm. But if you find somebody who's the truth, they will tell you I cannot be exempted from my last divorce. Mm. These are the things that I think I did wrongly because this is what I say. If one woman, if two women date you or get married to you, and they both complain about the same thing. That means you never grew. Mm-hmm. But if they both get married to you mm-hmm. and the, the other lady or the ex is saying something about you and she's going, I don't recognize who you're talking about. Right. That means you've done so much growth that right. she can't even see traces of who you were. Yes. But I feel like it takes two. I know there are bad people. I feel like we make bad decisions when we're younger. We jump into things, you mm-hmm. know, not logically, but emotionally. Yes. But beyond all of that put together, I also think there's a huge percentage of people that their stories are not being told. Yeah. That have a relationship thriving every day, ensuring that they can cement it and put it together. Mm-hmm. But nobody's telling their stories. Yes. True. True. I do agree that there is more, I mean, people are more attracted to negative than positive. And that's why they put out more negative than positive. Even the news, it's all negative, 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 negative. One positive, negative. Yeah. So I do understand that. But I do think that the root cause issue of divorce and relationships going south is alignment. I feel like people don't know who they are and they don't know who their partner should be. And Mm. so because they haven't taken the time to really get to know self, like what makes you actually tick? You know, then it's easier to say, yes, you're for me or no, you're not. And when you have a standard, I feel like the standard for the people inside of my life, a standard means I will will leave you. Like I'm okay with losing you so that I don't have to lose myself. And a lot of the times people are willing to lose themselves and create no standard because they feel like, you know, they, there's no self-awareness. There's no worthiness. There's no self-love. Like those, those things that I, that's my heart work to talk about, you know, I feel like really and truly it's, it's a, it's a crazy world out here. I'm so glad that you're saying that because there's something I stand by and I say it so boldly, but Mm -hmm. people look at me like you're so insensitive. I'm like, listen. I know the world will keep moving and the earth never stops rotating. Mm-hmm. Even if I die today, the queen is dead. Mm-hmm. We're still leaving. London is still running. Like, people are, people are only as important as we make them, if that, if that makes any sense. Perfect sense. Not to say people are not important. Right. But I know that I'm going to have a good life regardless because Period. of the principles that I stand by, because of the essence of what I do, because of the intent that I put behind everything that yes. I do. And I say... If you stay with me, mm-hmm. the best for you, not even better for you. Right. 
But if you leave, I can promise you I'm going to get into a better relationship, Every way time. better than you, because yes. I'm just great at what I do, and right. I have a good intention. Right. Whose daughter was not going to love somebody like me? Right. So <laughs> it's not like overpricing myself, but I just leave for the things that I believe in. And some people look at me like, that's so insensitive. I'm like, no, I can't let you define my happiness or my joy or my fulfillment. Like, I try to be as complete and I'm looking for somebody to compliment. Mm. But not trying to find completion in somebody else. Because it doesn't exist. Because it really doesn't exist. And that's why people get into trouble and they can't just let go. Yes. Yeah, I've I've always said that. Like I'm and and even in the relationship I'm in now, and I love my guy. He's amazing, and I'm really grateful for him. And I feel like we are super aligned. But if it turns out that we're not, I love you, but I love me most, and that's how we should all be. And people will say, "Well, that's arrogant, or you're stupid, or you're crazy." Say whatever you want to say. If I stay inside of something and betray myself daily, being in a situation that's not in alignment, it's not worth it, you know. <laughs> and so I feel like um, I feel like we've got to get to a space where we move and shake and only do things or have experiences or choose the people friend like romantic or platonic right friendship or are your partner Even business whatever, business, whatever yeah. only choose what is in alignment with who it is that you are but more importantly where it is that you're going right <laughs> who it is that you're going to be so i feel like um I, and and maybe that's why I've had the like I'm quick I'm quick to know like either it's a yes or it's a no and it's funny my 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 family they have this <laughs> joke about me like my last relationship was was probably about two it was like two and a half years and um, they were like oh this is gonna be the one because of the amount of time yeah. usually in, I'm in like months like. Nope, this ain't, this isn't it. And not to say that that person isn't an incredible person. I'm also an incredible person, but that doesn't mean that we, we match incredibly, you know? So I think that, um, we, we've got to stop living inside of these indoctrinated societal norms that say that women are only good if they're a mother or, or, uh, and a wife or these societal norms that say you have to be in a relationship to be happy or these societal norms that say stick with them because you know, at least you got somebody. These streets are for the, you know, whatever it is. Like all of these stories, the truth is we get to live the story that we create and whatever you fight for, you get to keep. So I feel like, are we fighting for our happiness? Are we fighting for our dreams? Are we fighting for, but most people are fighting for their mediocrity. They're fighting for their excuses and all the reasons why they could never do certain things instead of latching onto that one reason why they absolutely can. I'm, I know that's probably going to hurt some feelings, and I'm sorry, y'all. That's but awesome. We're here to hurt your feelings. I say that. The truth hurts your feelings, bro. Yeah. That's why you guys signed up for me. Thank you. <laughs> Click on that link. Subscribe if you love what we're saying so you'd be the first to know when we drop a new hot episode. Just I so love you'll it. Know. And now, um, one last question about spotting relationship yes. different differences before we get back to the reason why you're who you are. Yes. Um, how do you spot? people will take advantage of who you are. Because, listen, being a speaker, which you are an awesome speaker, mm-hmm. I know, I know. like, I tell my girl, I'm like, listen, I can tell this person doesn't want to do business with me. I can tell this person is flirting with me. I can tell. 
there's an energy that you evoke in the room and there's an attraction. Mm -hmm. And people sometimes just want to get a bite of who you are and feel like, okay, I met you on the surface. There's a vibration around you. Now I want to meet the internal side of you. But they're not really after the internal side of you. It's all plastic, if you mm -hmm. know what I mean. Mm -hmm. And um, some, of it, some of them want to date you for the money that you got. Some of them want to date you for just who you are mm -hmm. and how much you influence people. And for me, these are all wrong reasons why people want you. How do you spot those kind of brothers? And like, no. I think the more magnetic, because the more that you work on yourself, the more magnetic you become. It's not even an aesthetic. It's like an energy, you yeah. know? And if you are this high vibrating, beautiful person inside and out, whether you're male or female or anything in between, um, what starts to happen is you attract on such a crazy pull, level. Yeah. Like you pull you pull people in. And so I think inside of that, it's so important. It goes back to your own self-awareness and it goes back to boundaries. You know, like what are your non-negotiables? What are your red flags? What are your like, okay, I've seen this and I can appreciate you, but that's just not in alignment with me. Um, and even like the guy that I'm dating now, when we, this is like months ago, I was talking to three guys at a time. That doesn't mean I'm sleeping with three people for the record, Okay. I was She's a talking to. Uh, yeah, I was. I was talking to, and that was my first time having that experience where I was mm -hmm. literally getting to know three different people, all ultra successful, um, ultra successful men, you know. But one of the things that I also know because of the pool that I choose to date from is oftentimes ultra successful men come with like a coldness, or they'll come with um, entitlement, or they'll come with certain things, and there, there, there's like a a rule of the land inside of that realm of living, right? Yeah. Um, Is it because they think um, you didn't build it for them? You just No, think? it's just who they are, you know, yeah. and because also in the past, the, I mean, the guy I'm talking to now is one of the youngest of the three that I was talking to, um, and that's who I ended up choosing, but for the other two, they were older. And when they're older, most men are set in their ways. And I'm 34, y'all. It's not like I'm a baby. Some people are like, oh, she's 20-something. Mm. No, I'm 34. <laughs> um, but, you know, a lot of the times when when you've built your business, when you when you already are successful, it's almost like, okay, I have this person and I, I like her and I want her, but I don't need her. And that I don't need her energy can come across as much stronger than the person that is... Um, that may need you. So I think that it's a unicorn when you find the man that is like, doesn't have that energy, even though he may not need you, the energy is still, I want to woo you. I want to sweep you off your feet. I want to put a full court press on you. And also I've already built this over here, you know? So it's a unicorn when you can find those people. And I feel like my person is a, a unicorn for sure. Um, and I'm really grateful for that because I think I'm a unicorn too. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> but I say that to say that um, when I was talking to these different people, it's are we aligned? Do we want the same thing? When And it's so funny because we joke now about when we first started dating, I could tell you all of his traumas. I could tell you all of the things he's been through. I could tell you, have conversations with what could possibly make him cry or what he ails him today. But I couldn't even tell you his favorite color. I know I, I couldn't tell you his favorite food. And I'm now I'm learning those um not shallow, but lesser capacity things. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because anybody that I talk to, I want the meat. Like I'm going for the jugular. I want to know, like, who are you? Not what do you You're do? Gonna get murdered. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm going for it, yeah. right? I want to know, like, 
can your person and my person come together as one? Because I also don't date for fun. I want to be married and I want to start a family. And so not to say that has to happen tomorrow, but is that, yeah, that's absolutely the intention. So um, I feel like for me, because I know myself and I have a standard for how I I expect to be treated, like you, um, you know, don't treat me like any any kind of way. Don't the disrespect is out of the question for me. I, I use what's called core values. My core values are safety, security, and respect. So do they respect my core values um, inside of all of the different things? Because I know myself when I feel like things are out of alignment with the core of who I am. I will leave you because I may like you a lot and you might have the best energy and you might be magnetic and you might be able to pull a room and you might, okay, that's great. But who you are for me and with me doesn't make me feel good. I don't choose you. You know, like I feel like every person should come from this space of I love you, but I love me most. And when you do that and you're with another person that does the same thing and no one betrays their standard, but the standard is in alignment. It's freaking the most magical type of relationship ever. So I think that too, I want the kind of, I always say Mount Everest versus a walk in the park. Both are great, but who, who, who are you on the journey with? Are you on a person that also wants Mount Everest? Or are you on, are, are you trying to have this Mount Everest relationship with a person that signed up for a walk in the park? Mm-hmm. It's not fair to either person. So you've got to know who you are and what you want and what you're after and don't choose anything out of alignment with it. Gotcha. I was deep, man. Golly. Sorry, I'm probably a little too deep over here. Hey, well, I like I like deep conversations. <laughs> Me too. So now, for those who don't know you, mm-hmm. how best would you describe what you speak about and what you offer? Mm. Do you attack or do you teach wealth, health, self development, mm. or even love? What do you What do you really preach and teach out there? I teach self love. Because I believe that self-love breaks down into do I believe and do I believe I'm worthy, right? And inside of those things, it creates confidence. It creates posture. It creates essence. It creates the things that are going to attract the people, the circumstances, the experiences, and all of those things to us. Because I truly believe that we can be, do, and have anything we want to be, do, and have the second we decide to make it so, right? And so for me... I heard it. Oh, goodness. It was wild. I heard, I heard this statistic that 67% of people, 7 out of 10, 67% of people don't think anyone would mind if they died. Mm. To me, what that says is that people question why they're here. They question their purpose. They question if they're important or if they matter. And so after working with literally thousands of people, you know, we, we know the people that have taken the courses. They've done the masterminds. They've YouTubed their lives away. They've gone to Google University. They've literally done all of the things, and yet they still haven't started. Because with most people, two out of three people, now they're statistic, two out of three people have low self-esteem, which means they struggle with what they think is possible for themselves. They, they, they question their own capabilities. So now you have people that don't feel like they matter and don't have a purpose and people that question if it's even possible for them to build whatever it is. So when you start looking at the statistics and the thoughts of people, the issue usually for over 90% of people is not strategy. The issue is worthiness. So inside of the transformation of who we get to become, that's what I love to talk about. I love Mm -hmm. helping people reframe the way they look at things, creating new beliefs, building that confidence, 
and absolutely having self-love because when you operate from there, everything. everything, oh my goodness, literally changes everything. Did you ever see that movie Vantage Point? Yeah. Oh, it was so good. It was so good. One one thing that happened, but everybody sees it differently. Everybody sees it differently. And it kept going back and back and it still held you in. Yes. I think it's a beautiful movie. Yes. And a beautiful like analogy of life. Yeah. I was like, wow. Same thing, just different perspectives. Yes. And I, I think it's one of the great things about just being an entrepreneur. Like for me, first revelation. Growing outside of America, I always saw America as number one when it comes to human development, human achievements, mm. and all of that. And I never really believed there were poor people in America. Really? I mean, just looking at it from the outside, I was raised in Africa, right? right. And coming to America and just seeing the level of ignorance and lack of confidence. Yes. It just goes to let you know that people are the same all over. So much opportunities, but people are the same all over. Yes. And the reason why a lot of people just don't sit, one, something that I have identified is it's way better now because there's, there's a lot of people who look like me and you that are out there and telling you that it's possible. Mm-hmm. That was something that probably generation before us never got to see. Mm-hmm. And there's always that, yeah, you can say it because you are. And it still doesn't take me outside of the box to see things differently. Now, as long as I hold the same perspective, which is that lack perspective, because I'm a believer of if you want to be wealthy, you got to love wealthy people. Yes. Because those who detest never yes. attract wealth. Right. Period. And but if the people who are wealthy around you don't look like you, then that's where you see the systematic racism in in, in, in effect, you yes. know? So I understand. But when you came to America and doing all your speaking events and going from stage to stage and talking to people, what do you think is the underlying pattern, pattern that you see that you think... We got a long way to go and break in, or we can fight this and get there in, in a couple of months or years, just mm. with the people. What's what's one pattern or two patterns that you've noticed? Yeah, I, w- I would say the biggest pattern is belief. And for me, belief is an action word. Like it breaks down into five simple steps. What does that mean? It means a repetitious thought creates your awareness, creates your evaluation, creates your action, creates your progress. What does that mean? It means if you think about something again and again and again and again and again, what you're actually doing is you're creating a neurological pathway inside of our brain. We know this because we've talked about it, right? That's why they say, put the pictures on the wall. That's why they say, uh, you know, write it on your mirror, write it down, all those different things. So when you think about it, you're driving this new new thought. Thought process. Yeah. this yeah. new, a whole entire thing. Yeah. I always say it's like a cornfield, right? If you ran through a cornfield one time, no one would know that you ran through the cornfield. Now, if you drove through the cornfield one time, okay, somebody would know someone's been in the cornfield. But over time, the corn would start to grow back and no one would know that someone was in the cornfield. Yeah. But if you drove that same path again and again and again and again, not only would someone know, okay, somebody's been in the cornfield. you the whole road. Corn, corn wouldn't even grow there anymore, gotcha. right? And so our thought process works the same way where when you drive that thought again and again and again and again, not only is it on the forefront of your mind, but now it's harder for fear and doubt to even grow there, right? 
right? So the more that you think about something, what you're actually doing is you're creating that awareness. Now, awareness for me is like, a, what's that thing in a submarine? The radar. It's like, do you can yeah. see what's on the radar, yeah. right? We've got to expand our radar. As an example, if our whole lives we've grown up and we've only ever seen a map of the United States, right? They only taught us, United, even though you grew up in Africa, you thought you grew up in the United States because mm -hmm. they only ever taught that in school. And we've only ever seen maps of it and whatever it may be. And then you start getting around these entrepreneurs that are talking about millions of dollars and are talking about self-love and are talking about empowerment, that may feel like Japan, right? Really far away, what is that? And so first and foremost, I think it's important for the newer entrepreneurs to know that sometimes the people that love us the most, they support us the least. And it's not because they don't believe in us or think that we're capable, but it's because they too have only ever seen a map of the United States. So they're trying to keep us safe inside of who we are instead of seeing what it is that they don't even think is real, right? So that's why environment is so important. So you have those people that are like, no, Japan is, I'm in Japan right now. You want to come over here and visit, right? So when you when you know that you're we're here, we're in Atlanta, Georgia right now, let's say we want to get to um, Japan. That's where you can evaluate. This is where I want to go. This is where I'm at. Now, it's like your first six figures inside of entrepreneurship. It's only $8,333 a month, which is only $277 a day, or it's a hundred people getting something for a thousand dollars, or it's a thousand people getting something for a hundred dollars, or it's 2000 people getting something for $500, right? However you want to break it down, what makes sense, how many people do you need to expose your product or service to in order to start making those sales so that you know what you need to do every single day? So what are those action steps that are necessary daily? So now that I've evaluated, okay, this is where I'm going, but this is where I am. And you've written it down. This is the action necessary. Stop looking at six figures because when I was struggling to put gas in my car and I was didn't know whether I, or how I was going to pay my rent every single month, I actually got sued for $3,500 worth of late fees because in the four years I lived in that, that apartment, I paid my rent twice on time twice in four years, right? So I say that to say that when I was first starting inside of entrepreneurship and people were like, you've got to say it, you know, you got to say, I am a six figure earner. <laughs> I am. Okay, great. I would say it, but I wouldn't but feel good about because it. Because of reality. Right. And so we don't actually attract necessarily only what we think about. We attract what we feel strongest about, which if you notice, most people are passionately feeling tired. They feel like they just can't. They feel like they're over it. They feel like I don't want to eat anything healthy. I feel like having something that's going to make me feel good. We literally are passionately speaking the things that we don't actually want, which is in itself a whole other story. And we could get on that later or not. But inside of manifestation, if you don't feel good about it, you feel bad, you're going to push that thing that you want away. So instead of saying, I am the big goal, what is the the becoming, right? Who are we becoming? And I am becoming the kind of person who, instead of saying I am big goal, I am becoming the kind of person who can expose my product or service to X amount of people every single day. I am becoming the kind of person who is going to keep promises to herself. I am becoming the kind of person who is not shut down by rejection. I am becoming the kind of person who, whatever those daily steps are, you get them done. The most important and most urgent steps first. Most of us do what's not important or urgent. Right. So um, I say all of that to say that when you know and you take action, you have progress. The more progress you have, oh, if I could get one client, I could get two. 
If I could get two clients, I could get four. Oh my God, I got four clients, I could get seven. If I got seven clients, I could get 10. Next thing you know, you look up and you've worked up with hundreds or thousands of people and you've changed so many lives because you were focused on becoming inside of that day instead of being discouraged and overwhelmed by the big goal at the end. I told you guys, man. <laughs> and I'm hot, man. <laughs> I'm hot. It's warm. I, I got I got a whole sweater on listen, over here. <laughs> listen, I told you guys she was she's fire. Just so you know. Thank she's you. She's fire. Thank you. Thank you for blessing us. Thank you for blessing us. Like it means a lot because we gotta tell people exactly what it is and um just how to move. Cause a lot of people are looking for these clues. And so Buttress, that's everything that you're saying. I I think that people think that people are trees mm. and people are not trees. Mm-mm. You can move from point A to point B. You have the ability to move. So if your environment isn't working for you, move. Mm-hmm. And also, if your environment, you can just move. That's why we have free shows like this. Yes. Tap into the right information. Yes. A lot of people definitely have done a lot with podcasting. Just listening to podcasts and it helps. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So that's with that being said, I want to ask you this question real quick. Because you tried both. Sometimes I argue about people with people. Organic versus paid ads. Mm-hmm. Which do you think is best to sell your products and services? Or if it's both, whatever, whatever. what do you think? It's Organic both. versus paid, paid ads. Both is great. And and paid will get you there faster, right? It just creates more exposure. Paid ads are going to put you in front of more people. And the more people you're in front of, the more people know you. The more people know you, the more they can learn you. The more they learn you, the more they trust you. The more they trust you, they buy it from you. So people buy from those they know, like, and trust. So there is no right or wrong way to do it. You want to go faster, do paid ads, do advertisements, do um, cross collaboration with other people, do all of the things in order to get your name, your product, your service out there. Do people know you as the X person, right? People know me as a speaker. They know me as a self-love guru. They know me. So when they need that person, they think, oh, Sarah, do they think of you as that person? Awesome. Girl, good question. (laughs) For those people who have a burning desire, a burning desire inside of them mm-hmm. to go out there and speak the truth, which is their truth or the world truth, mm-hmm. just to help people become what they have to become. Mm-hmm. How do you make money as a speaker? Oh, goodness. There's so many different ways. You could have a speaking rate, right, which you can earn. When I first started, it was like hundreds of dollars. Then it was like my first thousand. Then it was like my first 10. Then, you know, it grows as you grow. Or you could sell from stage, too. If you have a course or a book or something along those lines, when you tell your story as far as speaking goes, I always say, you know, inside of speaking, number one, own your space. And when you're talking about something... I used to have cue cards. Um, And so on my cue card, I don't write down every single thing I'm going to say because then I'd be staring at it like this and be nervous and shaking the whole time. (laughs) I write down what is the title of what I'm talking about. So let's say I was going to talk about belief. Then it would be um, under belief. Now I know it so well that it would be thought, um, awareness, evaluation. These are all bullet points. Evaluation, action, progress. And then under thought, it would say, maybe this would be on three different cards. Under thought, it would say cornfield. Under uh, um, awareness, it'd say radar. Because people learn more through stories than they do through straight information. So whether you're using a, um, a historical fact, a statistic, or a personal story, people hear and understand better because they put themselves inside of those things. So 
how to speak when you really inspire people from stage, you could also sell. Sometimes it's not necessarily about you getting a speaking rate. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's saying, can I sell what I have to offer from stage and making sure that what you have to offer is in alignment with what you're speaking about. Man, it's been a wonderful time with you. I knew this was going to be golden. I I knew you could hit people exactly where they want to go. And that's the most important thing. Myron will say something in the word believe. Mm -hmm. You have be, lie, Mm. and you have be, L-I-V-E, leave. Mm. So if you take out some letters, you can find be lie. Be lie simply means faith. Faith is you got to lie to yourself. People try to say it's fake until you make it, but the bottom line is you got to speak certain lies to yourself and not to your reality to yourself. Because whatever you're going through right now, you have to lie to yourself that you're this. You can become this, now you're that. And the minute you start thinking about those lies, you believe in those lies and it creates a new perspective for Mm -hmm, you. And mm -hmm. you find yourself that you're more comfortable in the rooms that you want to be in. And that's when the information starts going through and you start doing things that you never thought you could. So you could be leaving Mm. the life that you want to live. I love Uh, that. I I think it's really deep. And one thing that America did for me is... I knew a lot of things that I was doing because I've always been an entrepreneur, but I didn't know how to put it, piece it together mm. to kind of teach it or sell it or just speak about it. And America has done that for me. I know how to get in the minds of people now and just talking to people like you and um, having a bunch of you guys that I can call friendos, it's been amazing. And part of what I also sell is you, you got to build a web of people that just add value yes. into your life. Network is everything. With that being said, I know you're not cheap when it comes to being booked. <laughs> How can they find you and what do you have right now to offer? People? Yeah. So for the, I'm always talking to the newest entrepreneur. Um, for the newest entrepreneur, they can find me on Instagram. So my Instagram is Ms. Sarah Fontenot, M-S-S-A-R-A-H. F-O-N-T-E-N-O-T. <laughs> Ms. Fontenot. Yeah, it looks like Fontenot, but it's pronounced Fontenot. Um, and you can, yes, yes. And you can click uh, the second link in my bio, actually. It's not the first thing because there's a conference happening at the end of this month. Um, but it's the second link. Then it is an ultimate self-love guide. And it literally has how to build through actionable steps, how to get out of your own way. Um, If you would like, it is a funnel. So it's going to offer you some other stuff. There's an opportunity to get my course, which goes over success mindset, how to build that. And then there are bonuses, like how to do Facebook ads, how to start, where to start. Uh, What's the difference between LLCs, S-Corps, C-Corps? Do you need a trust? There are so many, how to grow your social media. There's so many different things that are inside of that course. If you're excited about that, what is a brand? How to build a brand? Why do you want a brand, you know, those types of things. Um, And then uh, lastly, there's an opportunity to work with me directly, which I don't even do anymore, by the way. Is it one-on-one? It is one-on-one. Oh, okay. Which I don't even do anymore, by the way. So um, there is that opportunity. If you want none of it, great. Come follow me on Instagram. I I drop a lot of really fun, cool, awesome stuff all the time. Um, But those are really great ways to get started inside of um, inside of self-love, inside of mindset, and then how to start, grow, and scale your business. Because we all want to be successful, but most of the time we don't understand it's us blocking the pathway. All right, guys, it's been an amazing time with me, Sarah Fontenot. And um, I just want to tell you guys, it's golden. This is a fantastic episode. 
everything she's mentioned, all her links would be somewhere beneath this episode, okay? <laughs> Click on it, and I just want to know this. Are you willing to give them something off? <sighs> yes. Do you do discounts? Yes. Successful moguls? Yes. That'll be the code. Successful moguls. I'm not going to push on whatever that amount is, but just so y'all know, if you click on this link, all right, then you definitely will save something working with her. Let's it's get been it. an amazing time. Love Thank you, sis. You. I God love bless you, too. you. Thank you. You guys have a wonderful time and remember to subscribe or like this episode, okay? Thank you.